Oh, guys. I mean, I know it's just the bleachers, but I think these seats are pretty good. Do they uh, They have concessions down here? Do I have to Venmo you this cash? Did it, did it go through? I don't know. Last time, last time they just had those synthetic hot dogs, and I'm really craving some real meat. Oh, you're not getting real meat here, that's for sure. Really? Fuck. I'd rather pay the extra credits to sit up top then. Yeah, but, I mean, these seats are going to be good. Look, we have a clear vantage of all the robots. You you say clear vantage. I see ankles. (laughs) Well, they're towering above us. You think anything's going to fall on us? No, dude. (laughs) Jesus, dude. They've laid these stadiums out in such a way. Yeah. I think we're fine. Plus, this is going to be a pretty quick fight for Achilles anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's going to fuck them up. What about popcorn? You think they got popcorn? Uh, they got like a synthetic off pop. Off pop? Oh, man. Yeah, we haven't been able to grow corn in like 20 years. You think it's real butter spread though? Because uh, I could do off pop if it's real butter spread. It's synthetic. I can't believe it's not butter. What's butter? I don't I don't want to alarm you guys, but that robot's getting pretty close. <laughs> These are turning into some pretty good seats. Yeah, man. Well, that's what I said from the beginning. Looking Surprisingly in- not very loud, though. For, for the robot fighting? Yeah. You know what I, that's what I mean. I can barely hear that. Is that a string? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Listen, guys, just in case this robot happens... Worst case scenario to fall on us. Oh shit, it's falling. Quick, Dan, tell me. What's one thing you wish you would have done before we died? Uh, did the Venmo go through? Did I pay you? <laughs> you wish you would have paid me? That's a yeah, terrible I don't, answer. I, I don't You're wanna, an honest as hell dude, man. I don't want to die in not like getting you back, bro. All right. I, I thought for sure you were going to say press another shirt. Bones, quick, tell me something before before we go. I wish I would have had a real hot dog. Oh, man. I thought for sure you were going to say bust in the gutter one last time. <laughs> Me, I wish for just one more day with Ricky Ticky Laffy Taffy. <laughs> <laughs> but here comes that bot. So we better say on this week's episode of Five Day Rentals, we watched Robot Jocks. Thunder in the heart. I think we should make a Ricky Ticky Laffy Taffy shirt. I'd wear that. Fuck yeah. Yeah, of course, dude. Mongoose next to a bloody sock. 
find them on our Shopify. All right. So we watched Robot Jocks from 1989, directed by Stuart Gordon. Guys, yeah. what'd you think yes. of this film? Dan? Coming, coming out of the box here. Um, it was short. Oh, hot take from Dan. Are we, oh, are we starting with facts? <laughs> and, uh, I mean, Stuart Gordon, you, you, got, you have my attention anytime you say that man's name. So, I was interested. I couldn't tell if this was a kid's movie or an adult movie. It, it bounced between it too much for me, I think, to work, so... I do have some uh, some readings that I did on that subject. Okay, so the written we get there. The written histories of the Great Jocks Wars. You know, I like to dabble in just not the film that we're watching, guys. I like to give the audience a little, a little more. You know, make that uh, laffy taffy last a little longer. I think this is a. This is a fun, quick little watch. Like Dan said, it's very quick. I think it's like an hour and 20. Yep. And it certainly doesn't feel like it. Both times I watched it, it, it booked. It felt like I sat down and 40 minutes later it was over. So mm-hmm. uh, I think the longest scene in the movie is uh, when she wa- or when he wakes up in the apartment naked and she had undressed him. Like that sequence, I think, is the slowest sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that that bit is you know a little long, but I do like when he starts to stumble around, screaming for his orange juice. <laughs> yep. Stuart Gordon gets. I guess you couldn't call them good, but some of the most interesting acting performances out of people. There's not a single person in this that feels like they're phoning it in. Mm-hmm. Even Jeffrey Combe in a 30-second cameo mm-hmm. is given his all. So Now, yeah. qu- question. <clears throat> should Jeffrey Combs should have been the lead here? No. No? Yes. No. <laughs> I'd say yes. Yeah, put him in anything that... Stuart Gordon's got going on. Would it make? Would it have made it more fun? Yes, but mm-hmm. I don't think he would have pulled off what uh, what's his name? What's the actor's name? Gary Graham or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Gary Graham. Yes. I mean, do that thing where where you just cast Jeffrey Combs in both Achilles and Alexander's roles. Have him playing off of himself. I thought Alexander I, was a good a good character. Yeah, his motivation is the most clear of anybody. Um, I actually would have been. I would if you told me that Jeffrey Combs was playing Alexander, I'd get excited. Because mm-hmm. he could barely play drunk, I can only imagine what him playing a Russian would be like. 
I say, I'm thinking I'm saying comb, but it's combs, right? I think there's an S at the end of it. Okay. Combs. Multiple combs. Do you, did you guys recognize Gary Graham from anything? No, I did not. I got more excited at recognizing Jeffrey Combs in the 30 seconds yeah. he was in the film. Yeah. Well, he looked very familiar to me, so naturally I looked him up in Alienation. Yes, that's what it was. I remember being small and Alienation being kind of a big deal, and that's where it was. And I think I wrote down he looks like a hybrid of James Woods and Billy Bob Thornton. I would go with James Woods, yes. It's like he's very James Woodsy. Yeah. See, I was going to say I could see the Billy Bob Thornton. He's kind of got that long face thing going on. <laughs> and a fear of antiques. <laughs> well, shall we get into the plot? Yeah, that's always the most fun, right? All right. It's 50 years since the nuclear holocaust almost destroyed mankind. War is now outlawed. So don't show up with an army anywhere, I guess, because you'll okay. get arrested. All territorial disputes between the two great alliances are settled by single combat. Here, at the Confederation playing field in Siberia, a battle rages between two gigantic fighting machines piloted by their nation's champions, the Robot Jocks. You said that with more enthusiasm than the actual <laughs> actor reading it. Look, you only got an hour and 25 minutes yeah. max for this thing. You can't have some guy reading for God knows how long. You get him in, you get him out. It's the, the Stuart robot Gordon. jocks. It's the Stuart Gordon system. The robot jocks. All right, so we cut over to a guy. He's inside of a broken up robot. He's yelling, Alexander, you win. I can't move. I think my back's broken. Uh, Alexander, we cut over to him. He's in the black robot. He says, judgment. I would like judgment. I would like judgment. The judgment is victory for the Confederation. <laughs> Who would have thought? Alexander, hold your position, they say. Uh... He basically just ends up stomping this guy to death. Mm -hmm. And then he bravely cast his eyes upwards to the heavens and yells, You're next, Achilles! So, a minute and a half in, and you've already, like, you got a major plot hole here. We can outlaw war, but there's no DQs in these robot fights. Mm mm. Well, I think they kind of like, try to, they like, at the end, they try to kind of say, like, it's over. He doesn't listen. Yeah, but, I mean, he does. they say that, and then he still kills the guy. Yeah, but it seems like there's, like, a, a tribunal or something. I guess if they declare you as victorious, you're allowed to smash your opponent into oblivion. Should have been eliminated, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. I think it's more, I mean, it's kind of like the, you know, like a gladiator fight. If you, if the crowd and the referees allow it, 
you're allowed to kill. So this is like some WWE shit. That would be interesting, Kyle. I think if if the refs came on, if Alexander said, I want judgment or I request judgment, Mm -hmm. and the referees were like, you know, not enough points or not enough to whatever, you know, you must, this needs to be a concise victory or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he has to crush him. Then in a way it almost makes the, the referees even more cruel. Mm-hmm. And that would, I think, explain some of their decisions later on. Well, it seems like they set it up all throughout this movie that like, if you fight, you basically are signing up to die, right? Yeah. So maybe most of these just end in death. I mean, we only get to see two of them in this film, but I got the impression that it's like you probably die more often than you live. (laughs) I will say not very Russian colors for Russia. Well, this is the Confederation. Yeah. But they're Russians. Yeah, but they've... Isn't it like there's just two superpowers left? Russia and USA. When did the wall fall? 88. I was going to say 89. But might be... Maybe they didn't want to directly... Give them some street cred? Yeah. Well, maybe they didn't want to directly call out, you know, the Russians as the bad guys. In name, you know? I mean, I think if you cast a a Russian guy, you're basically <laughs> drawing the lines already. Oh, that guy wasn't Russian. Well, a guy who's doing a Russian accent. Oh, okay. I don't know if he's Russian or not. I was going to say he's from Greece, but... Who was Alexander? He did look familiar as well. So it's the one side... Big is- head. One side is the Confederation, and the other side is the... The market? The market, that's right. So the market, it seems like, is mostly the U.S. and their alliance. The Confederation is mostly Russia and their alliance. And as I was watching this, you know, I wrote down, um, you know, where's Canada? What ended up happening to Canada? They're not even a, a world power at this point. They're the referees. They wish. They were. (laughs) Bile, too much of the films that we are going to explore on this podcast are going to be filmed in Canada. See, you have to have a little bit of respect for uh, Canadian bacon, bro. I'm just saying, if you guys want to be in the mix during the robot fights, now is the time to make moves. (laughs) Who are you aligning with? Well, I mean, we're obviously market men. But are you really? I'm on whatever side Canada is not on. How's that work out for you? Well, then you're with the Confederacy because Canada is America's top hat. So you don't know how all this shook out, though. If America or if Canada is America's top hat, what is Alaska? Diet Canada, like you said last week. Yeah, but I'm saying in the in the the form of a body. It's like a, if the U.S. is a head, 
It's like a skin tag on America. <laughs> well, see, I think the whole setup here is that the U.S. is fighting against Russia for control of Alaska, which may, if you think about it, that probably means that Canada is on the Russian side or else, you know, we would be able to just defend from that angle. I thought we were in Siberia. Well, we are for the robot fight. Which is in Russia, Russia. right? Yeah. Kyle's just doing a lot of work to shit on Canada as much as possible. All right, we uh, cut over to uh, a guy in a cowboy hat. His name's Tex. You mean Jim Ross? (laughs) He does look a little Jim Ross-ish. Uh, he says that bastard didn't have to kill him. Uh, <laughs> Alexander has apparently killed nine people in a row. He's so, not disqualified. I, like I said, I think these things usually end in death. I, I get killing them, but if My, you've gotten judgment and you've won, I don't know. Well, he they do say Alexander holds your position. I guess that means crush this dude. If he's going to kill, why the fuck do we have the referees? I mean, they don't DQ him. I guess this is all legal. What what is the point of the referee? What did they ever come in and say? Like, it's like basketball. I'll never understand. Can't do that. I'll never get it. Achilles. No, that was. I don't get it. The referees come in and they oh turn no, off, they do come in. They turn they off come the, in. the long range weapons. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. On their little frisbee thing, their little like uh, Star Wars Congress. That's mm-hmm. right. Thing. I take it back. They did. They did do something. Uh, so, like I said, Alexander's killed nine people in a row. We find out at this point uh, that they've that America has been saving back Achilles for the big fight for Alaska. Uh, This guy who's kind of in charge of things says we cannot allow the Confederation to occupy one square mile of American soil. The cowboy comes back with soil's just dirt. Yeah. Soil's just dirt. Ice is just water. Werewolves is dad dogs. The goddamn Eskimos. Yes. It's just oil and timber. Now we move over to Achilles. He's uh, in a training right now where apparently it's him, one man versus 20 people. I don't know why you would ever have to train this way for a one-on-one robot fight, but here we are. I will say good sound effects here with the fighting. Um, at this point we hear uh, a very common phrase in this film crash and burn they say this at the end of their little training fight it's only for jocks though Uh, apparently some guy named Sargon comes up after Achilles has taken off his helmet and gives him a little sucker punch I thought that Achilles was named Sargon for like two minutes there. Yeah. Uh, Achilles has no problem 
uh, kicking this guy's ass, though, even though he got sucker punched. So this guy, Sargon, is just slightly less annoying than fat guy who broke toilet <laughs> in Death Wish to me. Sargon is, you know, he's just trying to live up to his destiny. <laughs> Sargon can fuck off. <laughs> he gets put in his place. I mean, maybe a ranking of... Falling off a jungle gym? Of Sargon's fat people that destroy toilets and people named Radtad would really help me. Hey, that's a that's a hot jungle gym. Yeah. Radtad's number one. Mm-hmm. Fat dudes busting toilets. And then Sargon's. Okay. So maybe it's all... Maybe it's all tubies that I hate because I'm not a real big fan of Athena either. Well, we do learn at this point that these attackers are tubies. They are genetically engineered humans created to compete in robot fighting. Did we really need this storyline? To know that they're genetic? Yeah. Sure. It doesn't work. I mean, all you need to know is this is like cutting edge tech and all the old school robot fighters hate these people. Mm -hmm. You know what we need? What? What is that, Stuart? We need a little bit of racism. Mm -hmm. How about? What I did like about the Tubies, though, is that they were all kind of biracial, which I thought was which I thought was cool. Because there's a lot of theories out there that the future of humanity really is mixing the races and us getting all to like a one pewter color. type color. Yeah. And now they, they all have the same hair as well. What I think we should do with our hair, guys. Bones, we've all gotten your 300 pages of writing on this. and <laughs> <laughs> The future of race? <laughs> yeah. Believe mm-hmm. me, I, I've read every word of it. Yeah, well, right it's, in, it's meant as an epilogue to the Nugent report. Just stop sending me those emails. It's like the Hobbit. It it just goes right into. It is it is kind of like I've already like I have the three hundred page document, and I don't mm-hmm. know if the best thing is to be sending us eighty page updates every single day. Revision after revision after revision. Dude, science changes. Okay. Apparently weekly. You may call it racism. I call it science. (laughs) Uh, We get an old lady that comes up at this point. Uh, She hands Achilles and Tex a couple of vials and asks them if they can provide some raw material into the 2B program. Just like Rad, we have sexual harassment six minutes in. They're going to need some of that sweet DNA to create new market tubies. Mm-hmm. Listen, you just point me to the nearest gutter. <laughs> Give you all the raw material you want. There might be a genetically engineered sewer monster out there. That... My question is, who the fuck would want Texas semen? Like, he's like, 
ter- terrible looking man. He's not in shape at all. Yeah, well, it well, seems he, like he's, he's retired, man. Yeah, he's the only jock that has ever won 10 consecutive fights. Can you spell jock for me, Kyle? Yeah, J-O-X. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but he is a singular jocks or a joss. So he's a guy in a mansion just waiting for a rock star to come home? Yeah, he spent all day making beautiful signs and preparing a plate of amazing sandwiches. Hey, keep that banner list open, buddy. <laughs> Did we have a banner in Robot Jocks? Oh, there's a banner in Robot Jocks. I'll, I'll, I'll remind you. Oh, shit. Uh, as I'm Dan- excited. As Dan was saying, we do get some casual sexual harassment here when Achilles asks if he can just skip the middleman and make a direct deposit. Mm-hmm. I assume he's talking about the one female in this scene. Oh, I thought he was talking about Sargon. You never know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he could go both. It, it is the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we cut over to Tex. He's giving a tour of the control room to the Tubies. Uh, and and they are asking fundamental questions mm-hmm. as though they're not remotely familiar with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, text basically introduces uh, I the the guy's name is something like Mister Monsanto or something. Masa, yeah. Masamoto. And he basically says, "We gotta. I gotta look that up. I can't go Masamoto this whole movie. That's racist as shit." Go ahead. I said Masanto, which is probably even worse. So yeah. Uh, Tex handles the tactics. Uh, this is he, other... is he Italian? <laughs> Masanto. Masanto. Matsumoto. Matsumoto. I so think, I we think were close. Monsanto was like a chemical that got sprayed on crops in the seventies. Yeah, it it's an evil. It's an evil corporation. Yeah. Uh, Twenty-eight, twenty-one. Got that? <laughs> nah, that was great. <laughs> How do you say it the correct way? Um, Matsumoto. M A T. S-U-M-O-T-O. Matsumoto. Matsumoto. So Matsumoto handles uh, all the technical aspects. But yeah, at this point, the 2Bs are saying like, well, doesn't the jock just do it all on his own? Yeah. Yeah, Tech says he handles that. I handle the tactics. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's that's what killed me was all this training, all of this shit that they've gone through and they are technically a week away from potentially being, you know, in one of these machines and they, they have no idea how this works. You'd think there'd be an internship. Mm -hmm. Well, you think if you're training, like if I was training you to drive a truck, a big rig across the country, (laughs) Mm-hmm. I don't think I would wait until a week out to get you behind the wheel, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or even in the garage. Uh, this I'm, is the first time they've been in the garage. Like, it's true. I mean, even if Bowie broke both your legs, I think I would still get you 
in the cab mm-hmm. of that big rig. <laughs> At least show you where the steering wheel and shit was, you know? Uh, Athena, the female Tubi, asked Tex at this point. Uh, she's gone over some of the analytics from his last fight. How was he able to place such a key laser blast shot in the one weak spot on his enemy? Tex basically says that was just a lucky shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we cut over to some, I guess these are just like the common people of the market. This is where we get our Jeffrey Combs appearance. Uh, hey, these, hey, hey. These guys are watching some, I guess it's just like pre-fight coverage or something. Yeah. Uh, we get a little clip on the TV of Alexander saying he's already killed Achilles in his mind. We also learn at this point this will be Achilles' last fight. So this is number 10 for him. And then you get the uh, the the dude in the neck brace thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, like on the screen, and he's like, "They have a new <laughs> yeah. secret weapon. They've been saving for this fight." Yeah, I thought that was very weird I, too. I back that shit up like ten times. Because <laughs> that's what prompts uh, Jeffrey Combs' buddy to like uh, go place another bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now they can only can they only fight ten times? Is that what I was gathering? I took it as that was the contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah your your contract covers ten fights. So and then you're just free to be like a civilian. Well, I guess they would bring you into the robot jocks program as some sort of strategist. Like what Texas or some shit liaison? Yeah. Uh, Achilles is the is trying to become the only fighter since Tex to win ten fights in a row. We basically see Achilles at this point take an elevator up to his robot. Oh, I don't want to blow by something here about the the actual like the what's the word I'm looking for. There's like some histor- like historical significance with that movie or with this movie and like today. And mm-hmm. that's all the people wearing fucking masks. Yeah. Yeah. Incorrectly. <laughs> the the people in the stands looked like they mostly had them on the right way. They were the bet there was like one girl that had it like down, mm-hmm. but but I'm sure that that's less of a viral thing and more of like air toxicity or something because later on in the movie he gets out of the car and you can tell he's like oh shit i need to put my mask on Mm -hmm. so you're telling me that my mask that i wear today can protect me from nuclear radiation Mm, i think unpure air maybe (laughs) but probably doesn't elevate it to the point of protecting you against radiation i mean it was a nuclear holocaust am i am i wrong did I watch the same movie? No, I don't think you're wrong. I think there's probably smog and other particulates in the air. Synthetic meat crumbs and uh, robot shards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, elevator. He was going up the elevator when yeah, I interrupted you. He's going up the elevator. 
Now we're basically up to the robot fight itself. Uh, Alexander, he comes out. He shoots first. Don't forget the ass slap. The ass slap is very important. Yeah. His, the, the guy who uh, is stationed outside the robot does give Achilles a little a little tap on the ass there. That does come back. Mm-hmm. What if Dan? Yeah. Top five quarterbacks you'd want to slap you on the ass. Um. Ben Roethlisberger. Number one. Uh, number two. Michael Vick. Uh, he played for Pittsburgh. What about Steve Young? Because he's a Mormon, so there's it's a little naughty. No, I don't support no. anybody that's Mormon. But you support Ben Roethlisberger. I oh, I support Mormon listeners. Continue to download. Um, you get three more. Terry Bradshaw. Oh fuck yeah, it's a rough one. Um, Drew Brees maybe. I don't know. He'd probably get a little tappy tap. And Tom Brady. Yeah, there we go. That five. That's a heavy slap with all those rings. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's gonna have to really lift his arm up. Leave an imprint in that cheek. Can Did we slap each other's asses the next time we see each other? When we go I to Colorado? We I assumed we were. Oh, we've already been doing a lot more than that. I think whenever we do get to the top of that 14er, instead of high fives, it's ass slaps. If nobody's around. I thought mouth kisses would be fun. <laughs> I was going to say dance cheek to cheek. And by that, I meant the three of us, like each touch, like my right butt cheek touches Kyle's left butt cheek. You know what I mean? And we make a little triad of ass. Mm-hmm. A triad of ass. That's the new name of this podcast. <laughs> I thought maybe once we got up to the top, we'd just form a human centipede together. And <laughs> human centipede. Yeah. Just crawl around on top of the the peak up there is for you tiny <laughs> holy shit are you guys doing a human centipede can i get in me and my buddies just got up here wait let for, us in uh, wait for dylan he's like five minutes behind me tad can you take a picture and then i'm done you ruined it uh alexander shoots a laser achilles deflects and there's no start, there's no buzz, there's no countdown. It's I think as he, soon as one of them takes a step forward, it's on. It really does not look like this technology works with what is going on. Because it shows him walking, and it just looks like he's slipping like all over. Like There's some Dawn soap down there. And they're like, all right, yeah, that's there. That's walking. There we go. When I when I saw the strings, I thought <laughs> I would have assumed this is stop motion, or it's a guy in a suit. <laughs> yeah, what so is it? It must be a marionette or some shit. I guess. I, don't I know. guess it's there's, a puppet. There's got to be some stop motion in there. Yeah, they move too herky jerky for it not to be. Yeah, stop motion. I think maybe it's a puppet, bro. <laughs> I think you made a us watch would, a PG-13 puppet would move more puppet fluid. master. 
The shit is PG, man. <laughs> With a jizz joke, a bare ass, and murder, and it's mm-hmm. PG. Suicide. You know, be- <laughs> better times than the late 80s. It's the best suicide we've seen so far. Uh, at this point, on a little flying disc, some referees come in. They shut down the long-range weapons. The referees come in proving that this is a sports movie, <laughs> an extreme <laughs> sports film. That was one of my thoughts. I said, well, there is a referee, so I guess I got to hand it to to, to Karan here. Mm-hmm. Truly a great you- sports film. <laughs> Were you ever scared that I was going to come on tonight and just cancel like right away and it'd just be like a 10 minute podcast? I, I assume yeah. you're always five minutes from being canceled. Yeah. With some of your outbursts. Mm-hmm. But mine? Yeah. You need, you, yeah need to, you need to talk to Rat Bile over there. What? Just because I don't like Canada? Yeah. We practically went to war with another nation last week and I'm getting in trouble. That's a whole nation. That's not motivated by any kind of race or religion or... I mean, it's pretty coincidental that a week after Kyle bashes the shit out of Canada, Biden pulls our troops out of Afghanistan. So <laughs> I'm thinking <laughs> thinking it's about, uh, about ready to get loud on the northern front, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Just repositioning. That, that top hat's about to come off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alexander kicks Achilles blocks but Alexander immediately follows up with some hammer fists (laughs) this knocks Achilles down to the ground which why would you settle any kind of dispute this way these are all top heavy robots why would you not just send out two human beings (laughs) to fight each other yeah I had so many questions like obviously somebody's been knocked down before right so maybe mm-hmm. i would try to develop like a tripod yeah robot that had the ability to not fall down mm-hmm. um well it, it does seem I, like as soon as your robot falls down it's almost assured destruction at that point yeah um i don't want to get too far ahead but maybe something like some jet boosters that might keep it from falling over mm-hmm anything yeah it's i mean you've you've come up with two great suggestions right now which is more thought than i guess they've put into this in the last 50 years with their top of the line bay they have here with all the technology and shiny buttons I do have a soft spot in my heart, though, for like the the way the radar and the aiming systems look in this, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Achilles is down. He's knocked out. But luckily, he wakes up just in time with enough time to fire up the old blowtorch to Alexander's leg. <laughs> Alexander also goes down at this point. But Alexander has a little surprise because... He launches a fist missile out of nowhere. This thing. Disqualification, no projectiles. You would think. 
the commissioner even argues that point later. But so this fucking ref, these Canadian refs suck, man. <laughs> so this this fist missile is out of control. It's heading <laughs> vaguely in the direction of fist the missiles. Yeah, it's a fist missile. <laughs> I knew a lesbian <laughs> had that written on a jersey. Hey, babe, I learned something new. Uh, it's out of control. It might hit the bleachers. Luckily, Achilles jumps right in front of it, <laughs> which pushes him pushes him over into the bleachers, killing way more people than that. Three hundred people. Do you uh, do you want me to insert some um, some robot jock research I did on this part right here? Okay. <laughs> robot jocks actually aren't real. <laughs> this fight never happened. So, Nine Inch Nails used the screams of the spectators in the Downward Spiral album on the song The Becoming. So they sampled robot jocks? Yep. Trent Reznor sampled robot jocks for the Downward Spiral album. Well, that bumps this movie up half a point. And for now and now you know. Uh, so like we said, Achilles crushed 300 people in this. Um, he he gets out of his robot and looks at the destruction that he's caused. Now we cut back to a, it looks like a referee tribunal is happening. Uh, the leader for the market is arguing that Alexander used a long-range weapon during the hand-to-hand combat phase of battle. The refs basically rule the matches inconclusive. <laughs> they do say something like, um, regardless of Achilles trying to save these people, yeah, it doesn't matter. The only way that they're actually going to settle this is a rematch, which they set for one week from now in Death Valley. Uh, Achilles says that he's, he's not going to fight anymore. He's fulfilled his contract. He did his 10 fights. He's done. He's in the right, man. Uh, Sargon calls Achilles. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, plus Alexander's the better fighter. Like, even without his, like, cheap shots, I think it's pretty obvious that, you know, Alexander beat him. Mm -hmm. So, I get Achilles' logic here. Uh, we cut over to the Tubies. Sargon calls Achilles a coward. Athena defends him. Uh, I like this this scene that comes up where the guy who's kind of in charge of the market, he has a meeting with Achilles. He's trying to convince him, like, hey, you got to do this rematch fight. Like, it's going to be great. Uh, and then... Uh, at this point, he tells Achilles that, you know, you didn't even read your contract. And Achilles says, I can't read, but I'm not dumb. Don't pull that shit on me. So, yes. guys. Yes, you are. You are dumb. 
in the future, I guess literacy is rampant. Yeah. How does he work his robot? It's just switches and buttons, dude. How did he pass his driver's license exam for his flying car? You don't need to read to to drive. <laughs> they didn't even... This is the only time they mention this. They don't come back to this. Like... And don't make fun of the robot jock. It's not his fault he can't read. Yeah, they should have had a lot of other scenes where they like asked him to look at the schematics or something. At least he could have learned how to read. Like a montage of him learning how to read. Well, he's, he's trying to learn the alphabet in the bar. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> uh, we cut over to Tex Conway... Uh, he's he's showing up at a party. This is some kind of bar, I guess, that's exclusively for robot jocks. Yeah, why would they be together? I don't know. This was confusing to me as well. Like, it, aren't they just asking for a fucking fight? Yeah this this bar is set up to where I guess any robot jock can go into it, regardless of what side you fight for. All right. Uh... Time for a uh, bar nightclub dance ranking. Mm. Where do we put this uh, dance hall? Dead last. Is this dead last? Yeah, this would probably be Okay, last. yeah, without a doubt. It doesn't even have a fucking name. Dude. I know the dancing's pretty goddamn awful. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, the nuclear holocaust... And I didn't like at all the way that mint julep looked. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> it looked like mouthwash. Uh, let's see. Everyone's in this robot jocks bar hanging out. Uh, Sargon and Athena come over. They talk to Achilles. They're basically saying, you know, you, ri- you risked your life for the spectators, even though they signed a release. <laughs> Uh, Achilles says, yeah, the goddamn bleacher bums. Uh, he, he basically asked these two if they would have just let them die. They both agree they would have. And the whole argument is probably all for naught because Achilles murdered these people. <laughs> he crushed them to death. I, I think murder's a little strong. I think murder's a little strong. What's fucked up is to then call them bleacher bums. <laughs> all right, he manslaughtered these people. <laughs> I mean, are these are these robot jocks? Are these robot jocks getting paid for this, or is it just like they're drafted into this? I mean, it seems like he has a pretty good living situation in comparison to his brother's family. Yeah, yeah all the orange juice you can drink, man. Yeah, so I think they're probably getting paid pretty well. A modern movie now would have have him as like a drifter who's really good at fighting or some shit, you know. And he's in a, like a bar brawl and Tex happens to be at the bar at the same time. And says, you'd make a great robot jock. And he'd say, ah, no way, blah, blah, blah. You're, mm. just, you're just doing Star Trek here. Oh, yeah. 
because fighting in a bar means I can captain a starship. That's how it all started. I think that makes more sense for robot jocks than it does Star Trek. But Yeah, that's true. Plus, uh, and we'll, we'll get there later, but the, the 2B emotion is a little off. Mm-hmm. Like the their whole reasoning for shit is a little off and I'll, I'll bash that to shit later, but continue. Uh, Alexander shows up at the bar because I, like we were saying, I guess anybody can go to this robot jocks bar. This is like neutral territory. Uh, Sargon basically challenges Alexander. Alexander says he doesn't fight two beasts. Sargon says you will next week. It's going to be me. Uh, Sargon attacks Alexander at this point. Alexander just kind of crushes his hands at this point. Oh, I wish he would have fucked him up more. It's like the thing in pro wrestling where they like you force a guy down by just mm-hmm. they kind of like lock hands and then you push him down. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna I just, lie, I did get some no holds barred like vibes coming from Robot Jocks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Achilles attacks at this point. He challenges Alexander to a fight. Alexander says um, it's going to be Saturday or not at all. This is where we cut over to Achilles. He's in bed. He's been having a nightmare about the fight, which is in... It's like the scene at the end of 2001, A Space Odyssey, where all the colors are, like, shifted. Uh, Athena's in the room with him. He's, he wakes up. She carried him home, undressed him and studied his body. She's reached the conclusion that there's nothing spectacular about it. (laughs) Real creeper. That one. Uh, this is where we get, I think one of the best acted scenes in the film. Uh, Achilles gets up. He starts screaming that he needs orange juice. He's falling all over his goddamn apartment. He's smacking his head on the ledges. It's almost like an Abbott and Costello routine at this point. Of course, he doesn't have any orange juice, so he makes some coffee instead. He just straight up free balls, too. Like, puts on his uniform. No underwear. Mm Mm-hmm. He could probably shower in five minutes and get dressed. Anybody can. I mean, we're all human. Have you timed yourself since our last conversation about this? It's going to be a live stream, Kyle. I just need time and date, bro. I'll be there. Last time was a full suit, right? We were talking about it was a three-piece suit. Yeah. Three-piece. Dan Dan has to get out of a three-piece wool suit, showered, and back into the suit. In five minutes or less. And we're talking lickable clean. Mm-hmm. You guys are losing so much money. You have to soap and shampoo your hair. You're goddamn right. Uh, Achilles at this point starts telling Athena, you know, uh, about fear and luck and all this shit. Uh, Athena thinks she may have a shot to fight Alexander. 
uh, we get some more casual sexism here. Uh, somebody says, yeah, if the rest of the team gets hit by a truck. Well, and the, the fear thing, the fear and luck, this is where it really clicked for me that they got the genetic shit all wrong. Cause she says I was bred to not have any fear. Mm-hmm. And then as I, st- as her performance and the writing and everything, it really starts to sh- like, they didn't even think about the other emotions. Like, why would you also breed them to have anger and sadness and jealousy and all these other things? Like, if you really wanted them to be a good fighter. So, I think if you take that line out, the rest of their, like, her actions later are okay. But that line kind of fucks a lot of what she does later up, I think. I think it's in chapter four of your future warrior writings where you talk about removing all emotions from people. Yeah. It's fucking dumb. Uh, Achilles at this point, he drives his hover car home. I didn't think that we needed hover cars in this movie. Why not? We pretty much got Blade Runner here. We got Terminator 2 here. Star Wars. I guess I feel like if you had cut the the hover cars out you could have squeezed in another robot fight into the middle of this movie i honestly think we need some explaining of what the fuck that bandage was on his goddamn forehead because that shit holds bro like is it band-aid his little white square yeah i think it's just dried blood is holding it on i thought yeah. it was just a pimple Uh, well, the I, the flying car is the what's the term? Yeah, that's his way out later. Yeah. So but, I'm, maybe it was reverse engineered. Like, ah, shit, we got to write something. I guess. <laughs> I just feel like you could have had like it would not. I wouldn't have thought anything if this future hellscape had still been using gasoline cars. Mm-hmm. It would have been fine. Do do we have a a year that this took place or no? It just says fifty years after the nuclear holocaust. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. Judgment Day was originally ninety two, right? Mm-hmm. So. But then they delayed that, and then in Terminator 3, I don't know. There's so many Terminators now, I couldn't tell you what the timeline is. Uh, when Kill- when Achilles gets out of his car, he sees a defaced poster of himself with the word coward written on it. Which, which he can't read. Yeah, actually good to be illiterate here. I mean, don't know what they're saying about you. Never I know. guess I guess it's good they drew on the devil horns and the fake mustache so he could at least... He could probably at least tell it was anti-Achilles. He inferred it. Yeah. Uh, So we find out now that Achilles is going to visit his brother. His brother's got like a gaggle of kids. Uh, Achilles. This is where the welcome home banner is. Uh, That's right. That's right. Uh, Achilles asks his brother, how's the reading business going? So... (laughs) 
This is apparently something you can get paid for in the future. His brother does say not well, though. They are just doing a lot of world building about, I guess at some point people were illiterate, but now they're coming back, teaching each other to read again. I guess it was a nuclear holocaust, so maybe all the books dissipated. Didn't really need to read. Um... The brother's wife during this scene tells everyone that they're having real meat tonight to celebrate. Then she opens the lid of a pot when we see what looks like one hot dog inside some beans. One single dick. One solitary wiener. Just one sad hot dog. Which is a good segue to I have to pee. (laughs) Okay, well, we'll take a break so Dan can take out his sad hot dog and do what he needs to do. If you have another kid, that means you get another bathroom. (laughs) Fuck. I have to upgrade. You guys ready to slog through the rest of Robot Jocks here? Yeah. What do you got? Fifteen minutes left. We'll st- we'll see. There's still quite a bit of movie left. Yep. All right. We cut over to the Tubies at this point. They're uh, involved in some kind of jungle gym training. Guts. Do you have it? Guts. All right. Let's go to Mo for the results. <laughs> So apparently this jungle gym is set up. The whole goal is to climb to the top and and jump through a hole in the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently this whole thing will be shaking. Some of the pipes are hot. Some of them leak cat oil. Uh, <laughs> s- some of them break away easily. Uh, so everybody takes off, all the tubies. They're trying to get to the top. Um Sargon and Athena both get to the top around the same time. Uh, uh, Sargon kicks Athena, but as he's climbing up uh, to the very top, a bar gives way. He falls down. Athena's able to climb back up. She wins this tournament. Uh, and apparently that's how they pick who the next pilot for the jocks program is. Um... So Achilles agrees to go back. He's going to fight again based on Athena becoming the first female robot jock. He says he'll he'll do the fight. The only thing that he wants is no bleacher bums, just in case he happens to lose his balance again. Um, Achilles is back, but he's not going to get any rundown of the weapons. Uh, Mr. Matsumoto tells him that there's been too many security leaks. They can't risk it. We find out Conway suspects uh, Matsumoto of being the leak himself. 
Achilles is back over at the bar. At this point, he just says, just a beer. I'm in training. It's good to know in the future we can all be robot jocks ourselves. Fuck yeah. So, I do think the uh, the jungle gym thing is a... It's the one thing I'll forgive as far as like low-budget training or like competition. I thought it was... For it being like one room, one thing that they had to build, I thought was kind of cool. What I wish you would have realized afterwards would have been like a little bit more of, oh, there is luck to this. Like had she realized, you know, oh, some of these people that were, you know, maybe more qualified than me were unlucky. Mm-hmm. You know, I should, I should fucking write a Robot Jocks reboot. Just write just or how write, long do I have to wait because of Pacific Rim? Just write Jocks 2 back in the Jocks. Oh, a direct sequel? Yeah. Okay. Just write Jocks 2, two Chainsaw Cock. Two Jocks 2 Robes? Two Jocks 2... Two Jocks, one match. If you write Jocks 2, I'll start writing Jocks 3... Robot Sinathreed. Okay. But we got to write them in tandem. We can't have a Star Wars Episode 8, Episode 9 situation here. No, sure. because Where I you was, shit on everything that I, I do. I was going to do Robot Jocks 4, the beginning, which is all before everything. But it's really the first one, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, fuck. It pushes the one we watched into part two. Honestly, I'm not really into this universe anymore because it's kind of mainstream. <laughs> what if we just made like a TV show that was in the same universe? Now, did anybody else get the vibe that Alexander kind of looked like Wolfgang Puck? Okay. Can you see that? I can see it now. I guess I didn't. Wasn't picturing Wolfgang as I was watching. Yeah, he's not really top of mind for me. Then now, I did. Then I did my fucking job here. Now I know you've got the poster above your bed, so he's probably <laughs> in your thoughts almost when, always. When Bones was asking me like top five QBs to slap my ass, mm-hmm. Wolfgang Puck was number three. Mm-hmm. He's not a QB. QB of the kitchen. Thank you, Chef. Uh, at this point, uh, we have, so Tex goes to meet Matsumoto. He's put together that Tex has been the spy all along. Tex confirms it. Uh, they basically end up pulling a gun on each other. One gun, uh, that gets... A regular gun. Yeah, a real gun. Not a laser, not a... Good to know the future still has the old-fashioned firearm. Good old nine mil. Uh, Tex admits it, but uh, Matsumoto has turned on the camera, unbeknownst to Tex. He films this confession. You got me. Tex ends up killing him and frames him for suicide. Seems like they could just 
check out the entry wound and <laughs> forensics. No, know that most people don't go for the front of the head, but mm-hmm. I guess if people can't read in the future, can't be expecting too much out of the forensic department. And they don't even call like the cops or anything. They're just like, oh, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. let's let's clean that up. He does tell him not to touch anything. Yeah, he like straight up calls the commissioner. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Athena, she comes to visit Achilles. She has a present for him. She wants him to turn around. She shoots him <laughs> with a sedative in the back. That shit was a hot glue gun <laughs> that the prop department <laughs> put some shit on. Mm-hmm. Well, they had already blown the props on the the actual gun in the previous scene. That's right. But it was the hot glue gun that they used on the robots. Mm-hmm. Piecing the cardboard together. Uh, so she shoots him with a sedative. She's going to fight Alexander. Now, this is kind of weird because as, as soon as she shoots him with the sedative, he kind of starts to get wobbly. But I was going to say, yeah. But then it's kind of like when she's like, I'm going to fight Alexander, he gets like a burst of strength where mm-hmm. he's okay now. He can fight. He wants to fight. He wants to have sex with her. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, what kind of fucking sedative is this? They do get into a scuffle. They end up on the bed where they kiss. Uh, but ultimately, Athena escapes. She's going to go to the fight. Uh, so the first thing that kind of tips these people off is apparently Achilles has suited up extra early for the fight, which mm-hmm. I guess he normally... He probably stays in his room, like, right up until the fight starts, just pounding OJ. <laughs> and then he shows up right on time. So even the fact that he's, you know, five to ten minutes early, not not reeking of orange juice as he strolls in, <laughs> probably tells him something's up. But everyone's a little suspicious until we get up to the dock, and, of course, we get a little slap on the ass... <laughs> this guy realizes these aren't Achilles butt cheeks. <laughs> That's an imposter. It doesn't help that she turns around like, yeah, like ready to kick his ass. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's not Achilles. Achilles wakes up in his bed. Um, he starts up his hover car. He programs it to drive right into the side of the building. You'd think there'd be a, <laughs> something to keep that from happening. Yeah, he said, there's some cheap ass walls in the future, bro. Well, you would think these hover cars would have sensors on them to where yeah they wouldn't fly into the side of a building. <laughs> Hollywood. Athena refuses to leave the robot. Oh, the commander basically calls up to the other side and says, "Like, hey, this isn't our fighter. Let us go get our guy." Like. Basically, don't start the fight. Alexander says that identity of the fighter is not our responsibility. (laughs) If this robot takes a step off the platform, (laughs) the match is on. Uh, We get to see the video that was previously recorded 
where we find out that the new weapon that's been installed is a blinder, which can blind the enemy for 90 seconds. That's a bunch of bullshit. You don't buy yeah. this weapon? No. It, it, he uh, Alexander, I think, is out for about four and a half seconds <laughs> before he's like immediately right back to fighting. Can we talk about secret weapons for a while? Sure. Because they hint at in the first fight that uh, when they're talking about that there's a spy, they mention a tar spray that mm-hmm. the uh, you know Alexander knew how to block the tar spray. And immediately I thought, oh, you're off to a great start with secret weapons. Like, that's great. Mm-hmm. Then the green laser is not... I, I get that there was a spy telling them what to do with it, but in, what is it a what's a green laser versus a regular laser? Well, this one's green. Yeah. And then uh, there's a blinder. So I don't think Matsumoto was really thinking outside the box here, quite like the the Russians. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the Confederates. Yeah, they they've been up to but, some real secret weaponry. Yeah. Flying fist, bro. Flying fist. Missile fist. <laughs> Let's not give it away, but. Uh, Something that you could have so much fun with, I think. And then the best, the absolute best weapon in the movie they use, like they use once when we get to it. Mm-hmm. Like that's the weapon you should be using all the goddamn time. So after Matsumoto's video where he describes the blinder gets done, the video plays on where we see Tex admitting that he's the spy. The commander turns to Tex and says, I'll see you hanged for this. Tex says, no, I'll see you in hell. (laughs) He he goes out like a fucking man. Mm -hmm. This... Well, what does he do? He runs away to and jumps to his death from like a fucking elevator shaft and yells Geronimo. So this goes back to Death Wish 3 where he's already hit the ground and he's still yelling. Mm Mm-hmm. Singing that audio back in the day was a challenge. If you got an eight second fall, but a 12 second sound bite. I didn't look close enough. Did he still have his hat on when he hit the bottom? <laughs> I hope so. He probably Fucking had a better head. Probably had it like sewn into his scalp shortly after the radiation wars. Maybe like a, with a hot glue gun. Yeah. It's stuck on there. Uh, we're back to the robot fight. Alexander is airborne, you know, just one more thing. These things showing off. Yeah. Uh, He also now has four legs. So I guess the Confederates took your advice bones and built a a sturdier, more stable robot. At this point, they, I think they've earned Alaska. (laughs) They do seem to be superior in every way. Yeah. Uh, Also, 
Sorry. So he's got a new one. Did they repair the market robot? Pretty much. I think, like, I think it's so. the same one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alexander attacks first. Athena returns fire. Uh, Achilles gets on the little monitor and tells Athena uh, to hit him with the blinder. Athena says if Tex is a spy, he'll know about that. Achilles says he didn't have time to tell them. So why even worry about all this? Uh, Athena uses the blinder. Alexander launches. Which the button for the blinder is like a gold star your third grade teacher mm-hmm. would put on a report. Mm-hmm. Well, most of the, we were talking about the green laser earlier, and I watched with the subtitles on. The pickle? There's, yeah, there's a part where he's like, the green laser is controlled by a pickle on the right-hand switch. <laughs> Alexander launches at Athena. He basically starts pummeling her at this point, so she's kind of down. Achilles yells, use the bolo saw. This is the best weapon. This is not the one that Alexander has. This is like a separate saw that Athena has. No, yeah, I think this is the best weapon. Okay. This is without a doubt the best weapon. You just... So she's got like a little saw that comes out. It cuts off Alexander's arm. Uh, Alexander with his with his one remaining arm kind of lazily punches Athena while she's on the ground. It's just kind of like, pop, 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 pop. <laughs> but apparently that's causing her to die inside the machine. Her. The reason she died is because the chair sucks. Yeah, Dan, you're doing the motion correctly. Like, Alexander has, like, an actual, like, chair that he's in. Mm -hmm. The market robot, you're, like, it just attaches to your back. When it seals him in, it's, like, two things that just, like, grips him. Yeah, so it totally allows you to kind of fall free. So you kind of go, you get a concussion almost more from whiplash than anything else. Achilles runs out. He hops in his hover car. This is more unnecessary hover car shots that didn't really need. (laughs) Got to get them Blade Runner fans, baby. He could have taken a forklift out there or something. (laughs) Alexander is told to stop at this point. His opponent is unconscious. Uh, We also learn there's been a tentative decision made in favor of the Confederation. (laughs) So I guess even if this is probably why so many people die, because even as you're laying there unconscious, they're just like, we don't know how to call it yet. (laughs) But they do say tentative decision in favor of the Confederation. Go Uh, home, USA. Alexander sees uh, he wasn't fighting Achilles at this point. He notices that, you know, this is the female Tubi. Uh, He raises his foot up to crush her. The referee shows up again. He says, okay, okay, now we've made a final decision for the Confederation. We can safely say that you've won. They also tell him that at this point he has to leave the field of battle. Achilles shows up. Alexander, you're a lot of things, but you're not a coward. 
I'm getting in this and I'm going to kick your ass. Achilles kisses Athena. Uh, The refs again tell Alexander to leave or they're going to give the decision to the market. Alexander crushes the referee's pod. Yes. Finally. Achilles is told that the fight is over as well. He says, not for me. Achilles kicks Alexander, knocking him down. Uh, At this point, Achilles decides that he's going to fly into space. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I don't even know what the strategy for this was. I think it was just, let's show them that these things can fly. Which, why didn't we do that while they were battling? Cost too much. So we decide to have a little fight in space. Uh, Achilles is flying away. Alexander hits him with a missile. And then Achilles crashes back to Earth in the exact same spot that they were when the fight started. Now, I don't know if anyone was a consultant on this film about how space travel works. But even a rudimentary understanding of airplanes would tell you you would not land in the exact same place. Where the fist was. Mm -hmm. I thought this was Siberia. So why the fuck do we have trees with leaves well, they said Desert. Death Valley, yeah, right? This is Death Valley. Oh, so we weren't fighting in Siberia? The first fight was in Siberia. The rematch was in Death Valley. Which we don't even know if that's the American Death Valley or what. Or some sort of new nuclear wasteland Death Valley. Yeah. God damn it. So Achilles gets hit with a missile. He crashes back to Earth. Uh, Alexander lands as well. Achilles- well, maybe. It- oh no, never mind. I'm not gonna even attempt this. What? This is terrible. I was gonna say he shot him with a homing missile, and that's why he ended up where they started from. <laughs> so you're saying the missile blasted him from where they came ba- from? Yeah, back home. Home. Okay. Homing a missile. homing missile. Sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, Alexander lands. Achilles can't get up, but he is able at this point to transform his little <laughs> robot into a tank. To a Roomba. Alexander takes some shots at him, but he's just kind of cruising all over the place. <laughs> all right. A Roomba wouldn't went that far. There's too much sand. <laughs> it would have fucking lost. It's <laughs> fucking in circles. <laughs> Most stupidest piece of technology I have in my fucking house is a Roomba. Alexander reaches down and flips Achilles over like a little turtle Bones, onto his back. <laughs> Bone just went from the worst joke of this podcast to the best joke of this podcast. <laughs> He turned it around in a minute. (laughs) 
I don't know. Once I said it out loud, I really liked the homing missile joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so now we flipped Achilles over. Alexander engages his Chainus Peensaw. What? <laughs> yeah, you said it right. Bones cut that. That's a shirt, right? Yeah. I'm just so close to being done with these notes. I was like, well, I could just race through this last bit. Chainus pizza. Yeah. God damn, I got to stop drinking IPAs for these. All right, so the peen saw is out. Uh, he uses it to saw into the cockpit. This allows Achilles to escape. Alexander now shoots his guns at Jim, the man who's running around on the ground. He runs behind Alexander's uh, fist missile, which is laying on the ground. He hot wires it. I don't know how with those thick ass gloves. How, yeah. how do you twist those wires? Well, it's literally just like two wires, though. It's he not fucks like, with it for a while. It's not like a complicated series of them that he has to get through. There's a lot of wires there. No, there's just two. I can't read, but goddamn, I'm an electrician. Uh, so he finally gets this thing all together, hot wires it right up. It shoots the missile out, which just, as soon as it hits Alexander's robot, it goes up in flames. <laughs> I guess they really packed the punch on this one mm -hmm. for fight number two. Uh, so basically both robots are destroyed, but both men are still alive. They fight each other with pipes at this point. Alexander ends up with a rock in his hand. Achilles has a pipe. Uh, Achilles throws his weapon away, says, we can live. Alexander says, I can live as long as you're dead. We're robot jocks. Achilles throws uh, the pipe. Alexander ends up dropping his rock. The two give each other a thumbs up fist bump. And we can roll the credits there. <laughs> Under an hour and, and 30 minutes. We did it. Yeah. There it is. There's robot jocks. They can't all be rad, guys. You had me worried when you texted, oh, shit, don't pick a sci-fi movie. I've taken a ton of notes. Yeah. And then as I started to watch it, I thought, ah, oh, he fucked with me. No, I mean, I took... Like, there's... Well, there's just a bunch of shit. Like every, yeah. there's no scene in here that's longer than, yeah, thirty-two seconds. Yeah. Maybe don't pick a Stuart Gordon movie. <laughs> there's literally not a ounce of fat on these films. 
Yeah, it just really is like the most adult kids movie. Like it's as adult you could make a kids movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Without it being like a Shrek or a Pixar or something that you know they they secretly load for adults, but right. Or is it the is it the opposite? Is it the most childish adult movie? That could be the case. That brings up a good point. Maybe he was aiming for people who were illiterate. Yes. The sci-fi... fans is idiots. The (laughs) sci-fi author that they hired is named Joe Haldeman. He helped um, Stuart Gordon write the film. So these two clashed the whole time. Uh, Heldman wanted to name it uh, the Mex or the Me- Mechanics, I guess, and Gordon insisted that it be called Robot Jocks. So um, whenever they were clashing, Gordon finally said, "Like, look, dude, you're trying to make a fucking like movie for kids." He's like, "I'm trying to make a movie for adults." that is pretty much a kid's movie. So that's why they clash so much. Hey, your movie's dumb. What? Okay. So thinking of like little details of this movie, what do you think were the things that Gordon probably fought for or the things that the, like the author guy put in? It's from what it, it reads like, it seems like Gordon pretty much got his way over what the uh, Haldeman suggested. Right. I think Because things like them wearing masks, you know, or, you know, oh, there wouldn't be a whole lot of meat or, you know, shit like that. That seems like a sci-fi author where... Yeah. Um, uh, Chainus Peensaw <laughs> is definitely Stuart Gordon, you know, like... Mm-hmm. I'm just glad that I lost it last week and you you got it this week, Kyle. You know, I can't wait to see what Bone says next week. Uh, I was literally like four notes away from being done. It's like, thank God we're at the end. Peen saw. yeah i almost do you have more notes oh yeah okay because i almost said i don't care (laughs) so um i covered nine inch nails at the beginning yeah gary graham who plays achilles and Anne marie johnson who plays um what was her fucking name athena athena Apparently they did not get along because of their political views. Um, Gordon did have a sequel in mind that would have had Achilles and Alexander team up to stop an alien invasion. But uh, it never got off the ground, I guess. That is fucking Pacific Rim, right? Well, I'll get to that. Okay. Empire Pictures, who was funding... You know every every episode when you're doing notes or I bring something up, you go, I'll get to that. Yeah, I know. I know what I'm doing. 
So it's good that you've got notes, but it also means that I'm pretty in tune with this shit. It just means that you don't do the extra, like, 25% you should be doing. I watch them twice. All right. That's where I we decided that because I wasn't going to fucking check <laughs> IMDb and Wikipedia. I don't give a shit. I'll just power through and watch them twice. That was mine thing. You guys don't have to do that. Okay. <clears throat> I don't. So... Yeah. <laughs> Because you know I'm going to do it. Well, you can't yeah. do it and then get mad at us for not doing for it. For not doing it, yeah. I'm not mad at you. I'm just saying, I'm here for you. That's what I do. That's why I'm going to okay. be making 75%, and whatever's left, you guys can cut that in half. Empire Pictures went bankrupt while filming this film. So that also gets into the thing of, while some say this was released in 1990 instead of 1989. Could you imagine your company goes bankrupt and like this is the one last film you've got in the reserves? Could, well, this was you the built most a thirty dollar ex- robot. That's no, this was the most expensive film that they funded. Was Robot Jocks? Could you just imagine you're like a year out though, and you're like, don't as soon as Robot Jocks hits, like we're back in business. It's gonna be huge, baby. So they went bankrupt while filming. Gordon's got it down to an hour 25. <laughs> Gary Graham was not the first choice for the lead role in this film. Does anybody want to take a guess? Jeffrey Combs? No. Combs is coming in when he heard Gordon's name. You know that. Mm-hmm. Mm. 1989. You know it would have been great? If he wasn't doing that bullshit Batman movie, it would be Michael Keaton. <laughs> Sly Stallone. Now, this guy might have been... No, that was... Never mind. The one that he originally wanted, what who Gordon wanted, was Jean-Claude Van Damme. And he was oh. almost cast as a lead role. But I couldn't find a reason on why... He couldn't, I guess, scheduling probably. It's 89, so. What I is cannot he read, <laughs> but I'm not dumb. I really? The robot should be doing more kicks, yeah? Can you kick uh, a roundabout instead of sideways? Too close to Time Cop. 89, I was going to say Lionheart. Like, I don't. 90? Hard time, Target? 92? Time Cop's maybe? like 94, 95. Yeah, hard Target came before that. 89. Was it Lionheart or Bloodsport? Maybe. Maybe Kickboxer? Kickboxer. Yeah, I think it's probably still in the early, like, tournament movies that he was making. He might have not been desperate enough at this point. Yeah, that's true. I want my robot to do more uh, kicking. Achilles. Uh, we mentioned Jeffrey Combs is in the film. Budget for the movie was six point five to ten million. Some people say ten million, but Comb or uh, <clears throat> Gordon came out recently before he passed. Whenever he was being interviewed, when the uh, Blu-rays came out, that it was about six point five million. With the no box, way. no fucking way for eighty-nine. Yeah, no way. 
box Gordon, office. Gordon probably pocketed five of it. What was Strangeland was like what one point five million? Yeah, yeah, something like that. It's believable because of Strangeland. I think the inverse is true. Strangeland isn't a big robot feature, though. No, but I feel like you could. But Strangeland should have, with that budget, it should have been a way better movie. Strangeland is fine. We're, Compared we're to at, this, yeah. We're in robot jocks, Kyle. Bloodsport was 88. Uh, 89 Cyborg and Kickboxer. Ah, that's right. So cyborg. Kickboxer's pretty good, but Cyborg's fucking awful. I haven't seen Cyborg in a long time. Oof. So budget for Robot Jocks is $6.5 million. Box office $1.3. It's another dud, boys. Um, Gordon... Did see the trailers for Pacific Rim, and he pretty much said that's deja vu from what I did. And he was like, if I would have got a sequel, it would have been robots fucking fighting aliens anyway. So pretty much he was like, yo, you copied me, bro. So, and that's all I really got. I mean, there wasn't a lot here. That's a good summary. There wasn't a lot here. (laughs) So, does that lead us to something we haven't covered in the last few weeks called Let's Go With It? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Let's Let's Go With It. What about let's go with the flow? Nah. Nah. Uh, he's got to be Tex. I'm going Alexander. I'm going to go with the, the commander of the market who tells him that he can't read. You guys haven't noticed that we got away from that segment, did you? I, I've i noticed every time I've edited the episodes, like, ah, shit, we forgot to do that. But yeah, I noticed. I just thought maybe we were done picking roles for John Lithgow in films. John Lithgow always has a job on All right. five-day rentals. Okay, going back. In Rad, he's crew. In... <laughs> Death Wish 3, he's uh, the police chief. Rad, he is Bart Taylor. That's what I was going to say. Death Wish 3, he's Fracker. Mm, he'd yeah. be a good Fracker. I wonder how uh, old he was around that time. Do you imagine how badass Death Wish 3 would be if he was Fracker? Like, Let's see the math. I would have rated that a four-star movie. Have you guys seen Ricochet? Yes. Okay. He's kind of frackerish in Ricochet. Stop watching all the Lithgow movies. I don't want to. (laughs) Write my letterbox. 
we should have just named the podcast let's go do it and... oh, yeah rate my letterbox rate my letterbox oh rate it it's my movie so i'll go last i'll go first do it ladies and gentlemen rate my letterbox Brought to you by, we don't have any fucking sponsors. Um, orange juice. <clears throat> orange juice. Drink your OJ, children. Mm-hmm. I'm well, going. your hangover. Bones, 1.5. I'm going Kyle, 1.5. Dan, 1. Kyle, 1. 1.5. <laughs> Bones. One point five, Dan. One point five. Bones, expose yourself. I is that am a, a two. Is that a I'm a two. Ooh. Giving her a two. I. Uh, you want me to explain myself now? Duh. Fuck. I. uh for as bad as it is, I still think it's pretty fun. I think they had a vision. I think he really, as much as it doesn't work, I sort of applaud trying to make an, an adult kids movie or a childish adult movie. Um, I think there is some creativity. I don't believe that budget that fucking blows my mind. Um, especially that's me. After I found that out after I was applauding it for, you know, the low budget jungle gym sequence and things like that. But, you know, it's kind of, and I also needed to rate this against other things that I've rated it. And I would much rather watch this over no holds barred. So. So that at least bumps it up one or like a, a half a point for me. So two stars. Gentlemen, I'm going with 1.5 here. There was only two robot fights for the whole fucking movie. We could have got some more. It's called Robot Jocks. Come on, give me some more. It is not uh, breaking into my top three Stuart Gordon films, that's for sure. Uh, It's just... uh, I don't know. I didn't feel fulfilled at the end of the 45 minutes that this movie was. There's some good stuff. There's some funny, there's a few funny things in there. Yeah. But I mean, overall kind of let me down. I was excited going into it. I really was. Okay. Uh I gave this two stars as well. Um, I think the peen saw is funny. (laughs) I think uh, I was happy to see that even after 50 years after a nuclear holocaust, that somehow the cowboy motif has survived on. Hell yeah. Um, A 
I like that they also are using real guns at some points. Uh, there was enough in here that I chuckled at that uh, it kept me entertained. I mean, I don't think this would be the first thing I rushed out to rewatch. As Dan said, this definitely would not be near the top of a Stuart Gordon list. We are castle freaks at heart. And Goddamn right. Uh, you know, he's he's obviously made much better stuff than this, but, you know, maybe it's closer to a 1.5 movie. Maybe I gave it a 2 just for a little bit of a Gordon bump, but um, I don't know. Like I said, there was stuff in here I chuckled at, so 2 it is. Nice. I'm, I want to pull up. The list here because I, I know what we've watched but I'm thinking of any movie that we've watched certainly the ones that rated as low I think this one would be the easiest to rewrite and fix mm-hmm. you know to kind of go back and give like another 20 pages and give a little bit of a polish well I think even just like why wouldn't you set up the movie to where they have the first fight happens the exact same way fight number two in the middle of the movie is alexander kills athena and then he has to come back and beat him in fight three yeah well like i said that was my biggest issue like we only had two which was practically almost the same fight minus we went to space Mm -hmm. which we didn't need to go to space yeah, and it just seems so hard, or it's, it seems impossible to make like dystopian stuff boring, and this really managed to do do that. Like, I don't know. I'm definitely interested to see what uh, the science fiction science fiction author guy what he would have been going for, or trying to chase. You know, mm-hmm. I wonder if it would be too too lame and maybe too much of a Pacific Rim type, but... Well, Pacific Rim didn't exist at this time. No, but I mean, would have been trying to fill in the gaps a little too much where this just sort of skips over stuff. You know? Characters just, were very yeah. bland here. I mean... There's so many simple fixes. Like the tubi- the tubies alone, if you had just said they were children that have been, you know, raised since they were four years old to just mm-hmm. be robot jocks, you know, where, so they still had emotion and they were still all fucked up. As soon as you say that they're genetically created and they don't have fear, but they have all of these other things, mm-hmm. you'd sort of lose me. But if it was somebody who has been around for 20 years being told you're going to be a robot jocks and then you're not allowed to because this one guy keeps winning that I get the frustration and that adds a little bit of you know it runs parallel to Alexander who just wants to be the best and wants to fight this guy you know it's all about character man six million dollars I don't fucking believe that shit I don't know where it went. It's a million dollars in Coke. It went in Gordon's pocket. He had to. 
made the movie for a mill and, and stole the rest of it. 500000 for the Combs cameo. Mm-hmm. When was Reanimator? 86? I, th- I was going to say 87, but... Was this after... This was this right after Reanimator? No, because it's a little later, right? Reanimator was 85. Really? From Beyond was 86. Uh, that's the one I need to watch again. Do you watch From Beyond? I, I'm i pretty sure I did. I think I threw it on one day. But when I looked at his IMDb the other day, I got stoked because I didn't realize he directed Fortress, which was this movie that my, me and my family used to watch all the time. I don't think I've seen that one. No, yeah. I don't think I've seen that one either. Okay. Well, if we do a prison category... Damn. I really don't have many final thoughts. I mean, other than if Pacific Rim didn't exist, I think this is like a prime movie to remake. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you could have a shit ton of fun with it. And I also want to know who's going to have the balls soon to make a movie like this with guy in a suit and stop motion. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and also make more of your characters illiterate. Yeah. It's fun. It's these fucking Hollywood elites that think everybody out in the streets can read. Mm-hmm. There's a whole demographic you're leaving behind. Mm-hmm. I would like to cover, though, like what I feel our top three of Stuart Gordon would be. I think that would be a, a, a fun month. You have every right to make a Stuart Gordon category and force us to watch them. Well, it sounds because like Bones would throw a wrench in the system anyway and pick Fortress. Ooh. Or I could save Fortress for a prison category or another sci-fi category and we just do... I will say there might be a prison category actually called prison out there. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, for for the big list real quick, we're going to have to make one snap decision, which is what do you like better between robot jocks and no holds barred? Dan, you got to pick this time. I went first last time. I'm going no holds barred. (sighs) Easy decision for me. I got a lot of no holds barred vibes coming from this film, though. Same year, right? Let's see. No holds barred has the dookie scene. Mm-hmm. It's got Jesse Ventura. It's got that fake masturbation scene. <laughs> it was written in 72 hours in a cocaine-filled 
hotel room. But Robot Jocks has a chainsaw penis. I'm sorry, a chain is peensaw. <laughs> it's directed by Stuart Gordon. <laughs> it was just rolled off the tongue, Kyle. It I know. Goes, I I I gotta go. Robot Jocks slightly over oh, the holds bar. Come on. You know what? Um. I'm going to give it to No Holds Barred. So there you go, Dan. No Holds Barred was probably... It was just more entertaining to me. Should we be, for our five-day rental podcast, should we Should we be doing like 1.7? I'm okay with just keeping it to like, you know... Halves. Yeah, halves, and then if we run into a thing like this, we can... Decide. Yeah, just between the two that are the same score. Yeah. What are we at now? So this is the second in this category. Mm-hmm. So we are up to... We have 11 films total now. So are we are we gonna run another category before we uh we revisit the list? See if there's any adjustments. Yeah, I think we could we would put us at like fifteen movies. Yeah, we'd have fifteen. I think that'd be a good time to look at the whole thing. Okay. Man, I got nothing else. Well, you got something else. Yeah, you do have something else. But I'll let that. me go. Let me go pee first. Oh, yeah. Well, we will uh, stick around for after the credits after Kyle ends the show here. Yeah. And I I will reveal uh, next week's pick for Extremely Extreme Sports. Yeah. All right. This was Five Day Rentals. We watched Robot Jocks, directed by Stuart Gordon from 1989 or 1990, depending on who you talk to. Um, you can find this podcast on Spotify or Apple or Podbean and Google. Dan makes great TikToks from the laundromat. So find them on TikTok. What's your handle, Dan? Um, that is Instagram at five day rentals. That's right. TikTok, uh, big loads laundry. Find them there. We don't have a TikTok guys. You can find me on Letterboxd at I Enjoy Doritos. Dan? You can find me at K underscore Hungus or Five Day Rentals. You can find me on Letterboxd at Cron Howard. I love you guys. Crash and Burn. Love you too. Crash and Burn. All right, Bones, why don't you enlighten the listener here and us on what the next episode of Five Day Rails is going to be? I love this after credit 
vibe I get, you know? It's just five day rentals after dark. A, yeah. A little, a little looser. We can do yeah. whatever we want. Oh my God. Put your shirt back on, Kyle. What are you doing? Yeah. And the reason I bring that up is because I'm about to ruin <laughs> this adult vibe, you know? Now. Yeah, damn it. We got to watch Shrek. Dan, you seemed pretty confident that I had a selection in mind. You had a film from 1993, which I could tell you the title of if you'd like. Yeah, I want to. I want to know because I, I'll be honest with you. If you name it, I will say yes. I strongly considered that movie. Uh, we're going with a Seth Green classic from 1993 called Airborne. Man, did I really, really consider that movie? But, but when I revisit our list, I thought, you know what, we have not done. We've done wrestling movies with Dookie. Yeah. We've done killer trucks. We've done killer robots. We've done killer D. Snyders. Nothing to really bring the family together. <laughs> so, dudes, we're going to watch from 2004. <laughs> God damn it. A little movie called MXP, Most Extreme Primate. It is currently streaming on HBO Max. It's rated G. It's an hour and 27 minutes. I've already screened this for us. Feels like a breeze, buddy. You already watched this? Yeah, I watched I I screened it. I was like, I got to watch this before I actually reveal it. Unrelated to the challenge? No, it was in the chat. I normally watch the movie before we. I tell you what the full disclosure. I usually watch like two or three before I tell you what we're watching. So, directed by Robert Vince, <laughs> written by Ann Vince and Robert Vince. Full disclosure. This is the third movie in a trilogy. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. I was like, do we need to watch the others? No, they do a pretty good job of catching you up. <laughs> but I'll give you a little synopsis here. Jack's back, and this time he is shredding up the slopes in his most extreme adventure yet. Jack meets up with Pete, a snowboarder, and his rocker brother, Jay. <laughs> where they must outwit two crooks and win the Border Cross Championships. So, What happens in part one? Uh, they, in po part they planted that gun on Jack. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't rape that girl. Oh, what's with that picture of him up there? Yeah. Um... <laughs> Wait, hold on. This is the chimpanzee's credits? No, this is the director's credits. <laughs> These are what God he's damn. produced. So MXP is from the same producers of Airbud and Snow Buddies. So the first here was MVP, Most Valuable oh, Primate. God damn, we should have done hockey. Yeah, and in this, well, hockey's not an extreme sport. Yeah, in this, sure. Jack is a sign language speaking chimp who makes a break for freedom. His talent for ice skating soon turns him into a local hockey team's secret weapon, but the lab officials are closing in. That was in 2000. And then uh, 
man, only a year later they made most vertical primate. Oh shit. <laughs> where Jack's hockey skills translate directly into tearing up the half penny and popping sick grinds. With his new buddy Ben by his side, Jack takes off on a cross country skateboard competitions tour with hilarious results. Do you think they were like half pipe might be copyrighted? <laughs> Call it something else. So why did you take most extreme primate? Because it had the word extreme in it. Yeah. So this is. Is part, that the first time we've done that? This is part three. Yeah. This was. This is the climactic conclusion to Jack's arc. So. Can we do write my letterbox right now? <laughs> That's not fair to Jack. Yeah. Certainly not fair to me. <laughs> I worked hard on this. It does meet the criteria, Dan. I know. I know. That's really. If there's right. one thing I want to develop, it's that there's no pattern to my madness. <laughs> Well, in the fine words of rat bile, it's a race to the bottom. So. Oh, yeah. But, and then the next week we'll get right back to our um, saucy adult ways. So next week will be a nice clean episode for the family. So we're not allowed to cuss or anything like that? That would be interesting if... We tried to hold ourselves. No, it would not be funny at all if we tried to hold ourselves to a rating equivalent to the movie we were doing. Do a G rating podcast? No way. There's no way. There's a gutter here. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> there will literally be a gutter joke in the film, and you'll be like, oh, God damn it. <sighs> all right, well. Next week, MXP, Most Extreme Primate, available on HBO Max. And then uh, next week, we also re-roll for uh, a new category. I think, Kyle, you'll be up. Sounds good to me. We'll be pulling from your bank. Hopefully. Yeah. Only time will tell. Shanus Peensaw, everybody. Shanus Peensaw. You guys can catch us on... Uh... Spotify. We already did that part. Did we? Yeah, do, it, do it again. <laughs> you can catch us on Spotify. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts. You can catch us on Google Podcasts. Podbean. Uh, Five Day Rentals on Instagram if you want to get a hold of us. And uh, Five Day Rentals at gmail.com if you, if you want to get in touch. Rate us. Do your thing. Tell your friends. Person. Mm -hmm. Tell your one friend that that helps us out. Mm -hmm. You know, tell your friend and tell them to tell their friend. Tell their moms and dads and brothers and lovers. We don't care. Just as long as they're not Canadian. Or Tads. <laughs> or Tads. Getting in on the Canada talk, huh? <laughs> I'm just. I knew you'd come around. This this is how QAnon grew. <laughs> <laughs>
you know, you just try to fit in after a while. You know, they're just up there sucking the lifeblood out of the earth. You know, if we could get half the followers that QAnon had, I'd I'd be all right. Or yeah, has. We, well, we need like a perp, like a what's a something to get behind and fight for, or rally against. Jack the monkey who had a gun planted on him. 